Part of the time, right? All the times. This looks great. I didn't even look in the mirror. God is good. Amen. I'm trying out a new blush shirt, just in case you want to know. <laughs> anyway, it's a little dark, don't you think? <laughs> I think so. Anyway, um, God is so good, and I'm so thankful and grateful that it's not worse than it is. And so um, I hit a cement floor helping Marsha. And um, so it was swollen pretty good, but I, I still have my teeth. <laughs> and my glasses are in okay shape. And so God is so good. I'm so thankful that. And um, um, fill you in a little bit on Dennis, I guess we can go that direction first. Dennis will be home sometime this week. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Tuesday. We'll, we'll have to see. We're, we're running into a couple snags, but we will get him home. And um, anyway, there's uh, with, with the situation that's going on, the MRI showed, the CAT scan first showed there was a, a lump here or one of the, one of the lung areas and then um, lesions and mass in the brain. And so then after um, they finally did the CAT scan, it was a couple of days, and this is, there's nothing in the lungs, nothing anywhere in the body. There's two in the brain and um, lesions. And so um, they cannot understand the lesions. From my understanding, the lesions come because the cancer is somewhere in the body. And, and the lesions are not connected anywhere. So they don't understand that. But we do, don't we? God's good, isn't he? Amen? God's good. So he's on a, um, he will be going to um, Mayo. Uh, eventually here probably pretty soon he'll head up there one of them's the one of the tumors is small and I, I don't know too much about the other one and so they'll do a biopsy and go from there and so right now he's just on because um, there was a fluid on the brain a lot of pressure and um, we got him safely to someplace in Tulsa and so they they got him on steroids He's more normal, more like himself. I don't know if you well, let's not go there. <laughs> He's more like himself, amen. <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, he's 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 doing good, and um, and he's on an anti-seizure medicine, and um, and because uh, they have to thin the blood, so so he's doing really well, and he's at Ruby and Luke, uh, Ruby and Zach's house right now. So he was released yesterday. We'll see. Day before yesterday? Yes, I think that was the case. Day before. So anyway, he's been released out of the hospital, and we're just going to get him home. <laughs> get him home. Amen. All right. So, um, and do you all, guys all see the the board that have the list of different things on? Do you have that back again, Jerry, or is it being passed around? Yeah, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, so there's just uh, categories you can sign up to help because right now um, neither one of them can drive. He cannot drive for at least six months. And so neither one of them can drive. And um, uh, so there's help needed that way as well as you see on the thing, um, you know, meals come in. I mean, they can get meals, but it's always nice to have somebody bring it into you, isn't it? And then uh, groceries, things like that. 
that I normally help Marsha with when um, Dennis is gone. So um, things like that. And if you got any questions, just let me know, and we'll I can help you get some. Yes, Jeff. So No, um, let's see. Well, I'll back up. I'll just share with you everything that I know. Um, that was Tuesday morning that he left. And Tuesday morning for me, um, I, I just had a weight on me, and I felt confused, me, myself. So I, I started, I come against it because, you know, I don't very often, when I go to stand in the gap and intercede for somebody, I pick up what's going on with them. Not very often do I have it come and sit on me. Do you understand what I'm saying, the difference? So anyway, I, I interceded and broke the power of that. And I, by then I was headed out to help Marsha because Dennis had already left. And so she had been up praying and interceding. She didn't know what. So we were comparing notes. And, and so she didn't know what she was praying for. And I didn't know what I was praying for. And so anyway... Um, she, I did my stuff and left, and then she called me and she says, or this was before I, I was there, but anyway, Dennis had forgot his clothes. And so she thought that was unusual, and there's a few other things that were unusual. So, um, so anyway, it was um, all day driving. He come back and got him, and they left again. And about 8 o'clock, I messaged um, Marsha, and I said, is he there yet? Because I had a... I had a bother on the inside that he might not be there. She messaged me back and she said he's lost. And so um, so then we proceeded to get him where he needed to be safe. And uh, she called him and said, um, she said, and this is just because his brain was swelling, you know, at the time. And she called him and said, would you... Um, where are you at? He said, well, I'm following this car. <laughs> he, he followed the car into the Walmart parking lot. She said, stay there. This car isn't going the same place you are. So, so then she called um, Zach to come and or called Zach to call him and get the directions. So he followed him to where he thought he was supposed to be. And Zach says, no, you're not there. I'm outside. You're not there. I'm outside of my house. So he called him again, and um, got him again, and he still wasn't in the right place. So there's a series of events that happened because of the swelling that was going on. So um, Zach did finally finally get in his car to go find him. And so then, then we proceeded to work with him to get him. You know, at that point in time, he still, he still wasn't sure he needed to get some help, you know. <laughs> anyway... Um, so I talked to him over the phone. Marsha had talked to him. And then um, I, uh, they were talking to him. And so I said, and you know, his response was very slow. I don't know if you've ever experienced anybody with that kind of a thing going on. But anyway, it was really, um, I said, after a long pause, after I'd asked him a question, I said, well, I think I'm going to bow out of this conversation. And uh, anyway, anyway, I said, nothing, no response on the other end. I said, Dennis, can I pray for you before I go? And he said, yeah. So I prayed for him, prayer of, you know, uh, healing and manifestation of healing. And I got to the end and I bound confusion. 
and commanded to get off. And of course, you know me, I'm aggressive after it, so I broke the power confusion. Marsha talked to him again. He agreed to go. Um, Zach and Ruby, um, Ruby says, Dennis, do you want to go get some, check things out? Yep, I'm going. So, so he went. So that's how we got him, got him to the hospital, and then they transferred him to a main one. But it's a really good hospital down there. And so he had, from what I could tell, some really good doctors working with him. And it was a good experience for him. He was ready to come home, though. So anyway, so that's kind of an update. That's how he got where he was. That's how we got him. And, and yes. Yeah, yeah, he was going down. His daughter was going to have a baby. So he was headed to Texas, but he was planning on staying with Zach and Ruby on the way. And, um, and so, so basically that's, that's the... But, you know, looking back, and I told Marsha, you can see God moving in the whole thing from the intercession from the beginning to, you know, getting him located and getting him to a safe spot, you know, just because this was increasing, you know, the pressure, the water on the, there was water on the brain. And so that was all increasing. It wasn't going to get any better until he'd done something that way, you know, um, I mean, not that prayer wasn't working, but it, but it did take care of him and got him where he needed to be to get some relief of the pressure. Is that understandable? Okay. All right. So God's good. Amen. God's good. And so if you can help out in any way, that would be great. Be great. I know he'll want to be in church. <laughs> I, matter of fact, he is in church. He's in church at no, maybe it's later today. Their Good Tree is having their last time together today, so he's going to go to Good Tree today and um, fellowship. And they're having a potluck. Potluck. Uh, anyway, anyway, carry-in dinner. Uh, so, so that's good. Okay. Well, I want to I want to expound a little bit more on praise and worship, and um, really getting everybody motivated to praise and worship. Right. <laughs> We're going to get motivated that way. Um, kids, why don't you go ahead and go? I think that would be okay. Um, uh, your teacher down there today can can have you worship. Plus, you guys did a great job worshiping this morning. Good job, guys. Okay, I want I want us to go to that scripture verse that Patty used in Luke 19, please. Luke 19, um, verse 40. And I think, um, we'll, we'll start up a little bit ahead of 40. Um, basically, we're going to look at all three of these, but I want you to see what was going on. Um, let's start with 35. And they brought it to Jesus. Well, let's see. Let's go up. Now that we've got to see what they brought to Jesus, what they bring to him. 32. And those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told. He had told them to go look for this cold. Or, yeah. And um, verse 34, and, and they said, the Lord has need of it. Because somebody asked him, what are you taking that colt for? The Lord has need of it. Verse 35. And they brought it to Jesus, and they threw their garments on the colt and put Jesus on it. And as he was going, they were spreading their garments on the road. And as he, as he was now approaching near the descent of the Mount of Olives, 
the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had seen. Okay, they had seen miracles. One of the reasons they had seen so many miracles was, remember Lazarus where he was raised from the dead? That was ta- that had taken place in that same area. So there was a multitude of people that had seen the miracles that Jesus had done. And so they had heard he was coming and they were getting, they were, they were coming and, and throwing their cloaks on the ground and their palm branches and they were waving at and praising God. Okay, we're going to see that here. Um, and as he was now approaching near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory on the highest. And so anyway, blessed, and it goes on, and some of the Pharisees in the multitude said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered and said, I tell, I tell you, if there, if these become silent, the stones will cry out. And that's the only place where that actually appears in the word. There's three places where it talks about, you know, what the, you know, what they praised God and did in the midst of the situation. But if you want to look at, and I want to make sure we get to everything. Um, so, so you can see right there, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Can you say that after me? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They were worshiping and praising and they weren't quiet about it. They weren't quiet about it. So so we can do that. We can say that same thing. Remember last week I said to you sometimes when I started worshiping, I didn't know what to say. What do you say? What do you say? So I would go to Psalms and look for, you know, different words that I could say. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he. So let's just, you don't have to stand up. Just close your eyes and lift your hands. And let's say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he. Okay, now you'll see if we look at, um, let's look at uh, Matthew, Matthew 21. We're going to look at all, there's three places. Matthew 21, and that's uh, verse 1 through 9. Um and when they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Beth, Bethage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says something to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. Now, the, now this took place that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even as a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. And that scripture verse is in Zechariah 9.9. It was prophesied before. It was prophesied before this ever happened. But it was prophesied that he would be coming on a donkey. 
He would be riding on a donkey. So that was prophesied before. Verse 6. And the disciples went and did just as Jesus had directed them and brought the donkey and the colt and laid them their garments on which he sat. And most of the multitude spread their garments on the road and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. And the multitudes going before him and those who followed after were crying out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred saying, who is this? And the multitude were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Amen. So hands up. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. 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 I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. See, now it's easier. That's easy, isn't it? There's nothing to worshiping the Lord. It's a heartfelt expression to him of his greatness. See, you know, the, the multitudes that were there, like I said, they had seen all of these things happen. They had seen miracles. They had seen things. When there's been miracles that have gone on, when there's been things that have happened and people have seen this, you know, if you if there was a man came in here, had no leg and, and I prayed for him or we all prayed corporately because it takes all of you, not just me and pray for him and that leg showed up, that leg appeared. Wouldn't you want to give grace, give glory to God? Wouldn't it make it easy to do that? (laughs) Wouldn't it make it easy to worship God when you see his leg come on? Amen. Amen. Well, see, we need to be worshiping whether we see something like that or not. Because it's worship and it's praise to him that's going to bring the manifestation of the Spirit of God in his presence here in the service. Amen? Amen. That's what's going to happen. But if, if, if I'm the only one doing it, or if I got four or five people out here doing it, we can maybe get a little thing going, but we want God to show up here. We want this place to be on fire. If they call the fire trucks, I got, there are people that watch this building. <laughs> I just want you to know, and they'll be quick to call the fire trucks. So, so, I mean, you know, that's how, that's how we got to police, police the night we had prayer. <laughs> When COVID was going on, because there's people that watch this building. So I'm just want to, I just want you to know, as soon as the building gets on fire, we're going to have somebody coming to get to, to, to find out what's going on. So God's so good, isn't he? He is so good. Have you experienced a miracle yourself? How many? Raise your hands. Okay, then you got something to praise about. How many of you got out of bed this morning? Amen. Oh, you got something to praise about. <laughs> How many are, are not starving here? Oh, you got something to praise about. <laughs> All right. How many of you can walk around on two legs? Ah, you got something to praise about. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'll tell you, I've been so thankful and told, told the Lord I was thankful that I didn't lose my teeth and I didn't crack my, my head open or break my nose or whatever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. He's good. And he takes care of those who are his. He takes care of those who are his. Amen. Okay, let's look at, um, well, I want to go on here, I think, with this. 
basically, you see where I'm going with this. If they can praise and cry out because of the things they've seen, we can praise and cry out because of the things we haven't seen. Because of the things that we have seen and experienced in the death, burial, and resurrection, we have a right to cry out. We have a right to praise. We, are, we have a right to give him glory. Amen? Because of the supernatural thing that happened when you accepted Jesus as Lord, it's a transformation of going from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Amen? It's a transformation. It's a supernatural experience. All of those of you that are born again, it's a supernatural experience. Supernatural. I mean, if I can stop cussing after being born again, that's a supernatural experience. If I can stop throwing things because I'm angry after a born-again experience, that's a supernatural experience. Amen? Amen. God is so good. Now, I know you wouldn't know that of me, and I don't cuss, and I don't swear. And I didn't cuss when I got up off that floor. I picked up the garbage and took it to the dump, even though it was bleeding. You know? I mean, God is so good. God is good. Okay, let's let's go on here. I want to just, uh, I want to expound upon cleansing the temple just a little bit. Verse 12, where we were, we were in Matthew 21, 12. And it says, and Jesus entered the temple and and cast out all those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were willing who were selling doves and he said to them it is written my house shall be called a house of prayer but you are making it a robber's den okay so as I was looking at that, and you, maybe some of you realize this, but it became real, more real to me in the cleansing of the temple when, when Jesus paid the price and died on the cross. He cleansed the temple. He cleansed our temple and got rid of the junk. He cleansed us. He set us in, in, a, in a high and lifted position. He set us uh, uh, above and not below. He set us in a place of healing, not, not sickness and disease. Amen? He set us there through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He set us there. Now, you could choose to not stay there, but, you know, look at Psalms 103, please. Psalms 103. See, we all have a choice. We can live after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ of what he did in our lives. Or we can choose to do what our own way, do things our own way. The minute you choose to do things your own way, you're going to probably step out and do something in the flesh. And you know, I've told you before, when you step out and do something in the flesh, you open the door for the enemy to hit you, to, to, to attack, to steal, kill, and destroy. So when Jesus was cleansing the temple, he was actually demonstrating the fact that he was going to cleanse this temple and your temple and your temple. He's going to cleanse it. Amen. He was going to cleanse that. And so um, Psalms 103, and this is, we're going to take communion today. And this is what, uh, I want us to be in remembrance of what he did. And so Psalms 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Can you say that when you worship, when you worship the Lord? Can you say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me? Are you that thankful of what God has done? I mean, it's just like, it's just, uh, if I can try to describe it, it's just like on the inside of me, my insides want to come out and praise and worship to God. My insides want to come out because I am so thankful 
Blessed be his name, the name that's above every name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for all that you are doing and have done. Bless the Lord, O my soul. The soul is the spirit. We're three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. The soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions. All of it needs to be worshiping the Lord, not just your flesh. Not that. It's the spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. Everything is involved in worshiping him. Okay? All right. So, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Verse 3. Who pardons all of your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Thank God. I'm thankful. My, my youth is being renewed like the eagle. Amen. 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 So we forget none of his benefits. And so we can say, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord. I praise you and I worship you. I praise you and I thank you for the price that you paid, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your joy that all belongs to me. Thank you for your healing. You understand how to do that? That's, that's, how, that's how you want to worship and praise him. Amen? Amen. So, so the cleansing of the temple is really important, and then it needs to stay that way, of course. Um, okay, I think... Right now, we're, before we do communion, I think we're going to go ahead and, and do worship. We're going to put what we've just heard to work. And um, Hosanna, say this while Kim comes. Hosanna. 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 Blessed, is he Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Greater is you. That's in me. Than he that's in this world. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. Let that worship come rolling up out of you, just like your prayer language does. Let it come up out of you from a heart full of gratitude and thanksgiving. Amen? Amen. We're just gonna. I'm gonna look at communion real quick. There's such a sweet atmosphere. Makes you want to just go pray in tongues, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. First Corinthians is where we're going. Chapter eleven and verse twenty-three. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Okay? Breaking of bread is in remembrance of him. Amen? Verse 25. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup as the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink 
as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So breaking of the bread and drinking of the wine is in remembrance of him. And what are we remembering? What are we remembering? The price that he paid on the cross so that we can be healed, so that we can be set free from sin, so that we can be whole, so that we can live in victory, so that we can prosper in everything we do, so that we can have all of our needs met, so that there is no pain in death. Death has no pain. It's a victory. Amen? It's a man. It's a victory. Verse 26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. So if there's an area of sin in your life, unforgiveness, if you're not born again, do not take communion. Do not take it. If you haven't been able to forgive, if you've got an area of sin that you um, have want to hold on to, I don't know why you would, because on the other side is victory. But if you have any of those areas, please do not take communion. It goes on to say, 29 again, For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself. He does not judge the body rightly. Verse 30, For this reason, many among you are weak, and sick, and a number sleep. Sleep there is a number die. Amen? Amen. But if we judge ourselves rightly, and should not, we should not be judged. So it's important that we judge ourselves. So right now, I just want you to close your eyes, get before the Lord, and you find out if there's an area that you're in sin, talk to him about it, and then deal with it. Everybody knows how to deal with it. You say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent for all sin in my life and ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make it clear. Deal with it right now. All sin. Deal with all sin. Any unforgiveness, get it right right in your heart. Make sure it's right. And like I said, if you're not born again, do not take communion, please. Don't take communion for any of those reasons. Amen? So just take some time, please. Mm-hmm.